Hello, men. Pastor Mike here. Glad you're joining with us for our last session in the book of James. Pastor Greg is starting a new series in the book of John entitled The Seven Signs. So join us here at church at 9 or 11 or go to harvest.church and catch it online. You know, something happened a few weeks ago that shocked us all. On January 2nd, it was a Monday night football game. The Cincinnati Bengals were playing the Buffalo Bills, uh, both contenders for the Super Bowl. And it was a hard-hitting football game that came to an abrupt stop when Buffalo Bills defensive back DeMar Hamlin made a chest-to-helmet tackle on a Bengal receiver that caused him to go into cardiac arrest. You know, and immediately the players and the refs and the team medical teams reacted, hurrying onto the field to administer emergency life-saving medical attention because DeMar's uh, heart had stopped beating. And what we all saw was horrifying on one end and incredible on the other end. People coming together to save DeMar's life, which they did. Amazingly, and today, DeMar is getting better. I watched his IG post uh, thanking people, many people by name, and also recognizing God's hand upon him and God's purposes too. And keep DeMar in your prayers. But one of the heartwarming and uplifting things uh, we all witnessed was the players and the coaches and refs, didn't matter if they were Bengals, or Bills, uh, whatever, they were all kneeling together and they were praying for DeMar. And also the thousands in the stands in Cincinnati were praying and probably hundreds of thousands that were watching on TV. Not only them, but the commentators, even on the air, were praying for DeMar, recognizing that we needed something, or shall I say someone bigger than ourselves to intervene and God did intervene. You know, we see this periodically when there's a national crisis. Our leaders will say things like, we pray to God, or let's pray for our troops, or we want to pray for these families if there's a catastrophe. Prayer is something that we do when we need something big to happen, something that's beyond our ability. And we should be men of prayer. Prayer is that privilege that God has given to each one of us through the cross, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus died to make communion and communication with God the Father possible. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We have an open invitation to come to God in prayer. Aren't you glad that God doesn't ghost us? God doesn't look at his phone when we call and reply, can I call you later? Or I can't talk right now. By the way, if you send someone one of those messages, can I call you back? Or if you have a voicemail that says, I'll call you back, please call back. And if you have a recording that says, I will call you back when it's convenient, just never mind. Can you change that? James has really covered a lot of ground in his letter to the believers. Now he begins to close out his letter. In these last few verses that we're going to read, he includes the word pray seven times. Let's read, starting in James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. 
and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced fruit. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Pray, pray, pray. Seven times. Let me ask you something. Are you a man of prayer? Would someone say to you, Kenny is a man of prayer, or Don is a man of prayer. My dad is a man of prayer. I just saw a funeral of a friend of mine's dad, Joe Cruz. He had five kids and 14 grandkids. And everyone who spoke said that their papa, Papa Joe, was a man of prayer. In these last few verses, James mentions the Old Testament prophet Elijah. He says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. That wasn't necessarily a compliment because we're flawed, we're sinners, saved by grace. We have a nature like Elijah. You know, Elijah was bold, like at Mount Carmel when he was outnumbered by the prophets of Baal. Yet he was discouraged and afraid when Ahab and Jezebel were out to get him. Yet again, he was bold when God told him to go issue a judgment on wicked Ahab and his Cruella wife, Jezebel. Elijah was just like we are, strong and weak, brave and fearful, confident, sometimes discouraged, and sometimes even a little afraid. Yet Elijah was a man of prayer. He prayed. And God answered his prayers, on big prayers. It says he prayed and the whole ecosystem was affected. It didn't rain for three and a half years until he prayed again for rain and it rained. Why were his prayers answered? Well, I see three things in verses 16 through 17. It says, the fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. He prayed earnestly and he prayed again. You know, it says they're a righteous man. If you are a believer, you have been made righteous. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it tells us, He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have standing. You have access. You are righteous, and you can go and pray. We stand in the righteousness of Jesus. That's our identity as righteous men because of what Christ has done for us. Don't let your failing or faltering keep you from praying. It's really in praying that you'll find forgiveness and communion with God. We are righteous. It also says that Elijah prayed earnestly. That means with care and with diligence, like doing business. Prayer is much more than a wish toward heaven. It's the voice of faith directed Godward. You know, I remember the first prayer that God answered in my life. You know, I was raised in a Christian home, uh, didn't walk with the Lord through really junior high, high school or college. But when I was a sophomore in high school, already making some bad decisions and was not really relating to anyone on a spiritual level, I was at a church camp and I had gone up to have fun and meet girls. And while I was up there, 
there was really great worship and some some great preaching, and I was convicted, and I had walked off into kind of the mountains just to kind of think a little bit, not too far off the path, but I was out there, and um, I was just thinking about my position in life, basically, and the things that I was going through, and I prayed, and I prayed, God, if I could just talk to someone who's kind of been in my shoes— now, I was playing football at the time, and I was also doing some partying and whatnot. But as I prayed that prayer, this older guy showed up, and um, this guy turned out to be an all-league linebacker at a school that had just defeated us the year before in one of the CIF playoff games. And this guy was, you know, really serious about his faith in Christ, and he began to share with me about just, you know, walking with the Lord in high school and and being a Christian and how to kind of— um, walk away from temptation and some of the trials that you face while you're in school. But I was just really amazed that as I spoke out to God, that he answered that prayer. And it really has stuck with me, you know, that God answers prayer. And that was just one of thousands. I've seen God answer so many prayers in my life concerning my my family, my wife, my daughters, my grandkids, uh, our church, our family, our ministry, work. I mean, so many prayers. But we need to be men who seek the Lord in all things. We need to pray fervently and earnestly, believing. You know, James said earlier, let him who asks in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave in the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. And then he goes on and he says in verse 13, he says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. You know, it's important when we're going through difficulties, if we're suffering or if someone that we know is suffering, that we go to the Lord and pray. You know, the Bible talks about how Jesus loved those who were going through things. In fact, he even said, come to me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, Jesus understands what it is to suffer. In fact, it says he was acquainted with grief. And when we're going through suffering, there's no greater prayer than to pray that God would come alongside us during that time of difficulty. And he will. He will come alongside and comfort us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1 that he is the God of all comforts who comforts us in all our afflictions. It also says, is anyone among you cheerful? Let him sing psalms. You know, it's important for us to praise the Lord when things are going good. You know, sometimes we just come to God in prayer when things are difficult. But we need to remember and be men who come to the Lord when we experience his blessings, when we see his hand in our lives, and to come to him and praise and worship him. That's a form of prayer as well. In verse 14, James says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. You know, we believe this exhortation that Jesus still heals. You know, the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. There's an actual provision that was made through the stripes that Jesus took prior to the cross where healing is provided for us. Now, God doesn't always heal in the same way. Sometimes he heals immediately. Sometimes he heals in time through medical help. Sometimes God doesn't heal. 
but we are instructed here to pray for healing. You know, the Apostle Paul prayed three times um, that God would take away this infirmity that he had, and the Lord responded, my grace is sufficient, for in your weakness, my strength will be made known. And sometimes God allows things in our life, even sickness or illness, because he's doing a work that maybe we don't understand. But we are instructed here to pray for healing. And I can tell you that we've had many people come up we've prayed over. And sometimes God heals immediately, and sometimes God heals over a period of time. I've had people come up and say, you know, we prayed, you know, it was a few months ago, and God has healed me of this. And it's just such an amazing thing. But God is still in the business of healing, so we should still be in the business of asking for healing. You know, it's interesting that it says, if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Sometimes sicknesses are tied to unconfessed sin. Sometimes it's obvious if you, you know, if you're drinking a fifth of vodka a day, that your liver is going to be sick, among other things. God wants to heal our addiction first, and that can happen in a moment, or it could happen through the help of brothers, like ministries like the Teen Challenge, or people that come alongside to help. But we need to ask for forgiveness if there's sin in our life as well. In verse 16, it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It's so important to be authentic with the Lord and actually with each other too and rely on each other. We lean into each other as we pray for healing and health in our lives. The Bible says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain in the land for three years and six months, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced fruit. Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul and cover a multitude of sin. You know, God wants to answer our prayers. Maybe today you have a prayer need, and we're going to pray in just a moment. But even as it was talked about here, that there are some who are just wandering, some who have maybe unconfessed sin in your life. I want to pray with you first, because maybe the things that are going on in your life, the trials, maybe even ill health, is because of the fact that you have wandered away from the Lord and you need to return back to Him. So we're going to pray for you. Maybe you haven't even ever put your faith in Christ. We're going to pray that you would come to Christ through the cross So let's go before the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this exhortation to pray. And Lord, for anyone out there who's listening to this who doesn't know you, who doesn't even have a relationship with you, we we pray right now that they would turn to you, recognizing that they are saved because of the cross of Jesus. Lord, and if they have a healing that needs to happen in their life, we pray that you would touch them, Lord. We're praying right now for those listening, those who are sick, that you would have your hand upon them, maybe those who are suffering, that you would come alongside them and comfort that, Lord. But Lord, help us to be men of prayer, every single one of us, to be men who pray for our wives, who pray for our kids, who pray for our church and our families, asking for blessing, Lord, coming to you authentically with with clean hands and pure hearts, because we want to have our prayers answered, Lord. We want to have big prayers answered. Lord, we're even thinking about this upcoming Jesus Revolution 
movie coming out. We're praying for an outpouring of your spirit and many to come to faith. And even like James says, turning them back, turning those sinners back so you would save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sin. We pray that that happens just time and time again in the days ahead. So we thank you, we love you, and thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for joining us at this week's podcast. We hope you join us for this new series with Pastor Greg, uh, The Seven Signs Out of the Gospel of John. There's a couple things I wanted to tell you about. One is we have a prayer initiative, and uh, it's really based on 2 Chronicles 7.14, where it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now, what we're doing is we're setting our phones, our alarms at 714. Now, you could do it a.m., p.m., or both. And when your alarm goes off, then we are praying together uh, for our nation. We're praying for uh, different things that are going on at our church, the Jesus Revolution especially. But uh, So that's one thing we're doing. But we're also having a men's prayer breakfast on March 11th, which is Saturday from 8 to 930. So I hope you'll join us for that. So that's really all for this week. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great week.